Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hi, welcome to the NASCAR NBC podcast. I'm your host, Nate Ryan. Back here with another post-race edition of the podcast. We're talking after the Cup Series inaugural race at Gateway Worldwide Technology Raceway near St. Louis. We're going to get to that. But first, I want to introduce my guest, Kyle Petty, joining (laughs) us for the first time since our first episode this season. So it's been almost three months. Has it been that long? It's been that long. So we're going to get to the race, but we got to talk about KP first. So the last time I had you on here, I think we were talking about your new memoir. Yes. Swerve or Die, which is coming out August 9th. August. And I understand that you've already started recording the audio book. Yes. How about that, man? That's Um, cool. I'm not sure that I I can't pronounce or enunciate (laughs) or articulate all of the words. Uh, (laughs) You know how it is. I'm Southern. But um, yeah, but that's going to be pretty cool. You know, it is it is tedious, time consuming, and a lot harder than you think. And I think back to my first grade teacher who used to read books to us out loud all the time, and I'm thinking she was really good at that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not. But it's it's fun. So that's going to be a that's a side deal. So that's that's pretty. That's cool. cool. You know, it's funny you say that because w- when I edit this podcast, I've learned that I've learned how important it is to speak slowly yes. and clearly and yeah. see it sounds easy and especially if you're reading something yeah it sounds simple but but it's i not. challenge anybody to try it yeah it's, it's not it's, man it's much harder and than my cadence you know I, yeah. I, I the more excited <laughs> i get the faster i talk and then i slow down and then i get louder and i get softer so it's it's gonna be it's a roller coaster all right man well yeah that's keeping you, you busy we're looking forward to that another reason yeah. we haven't had you is because you've been busy with your other outside activities from nascar and nbc dinner drive season dinner drive. two yeah that starts two. Uh, next Listen. week yeah, listen, starts next week, and I'm really excited. John Oates, first episode. Of Hall & Oates fame. Of Hall & Oates fame. That's right, man. <laughs> and it was like, it's crazy. And, you know, I, I had, I had, I'd always wanted to talk to him, not not only about music, but he had a factory Pontiac deal in the early 80s. Oh, and that's drove right. a sports car. That's right. And, I mean, had got to the to the, to the the top, I mean, of sports car, which is really good. Knew Al Holbert well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, knew it knows a lot of people in the racing world, and they, it, it's, his is an interesting story. What is it about story. musicians and sports cars? Because I was just thinking that yeah. the uh, lead singer of ACDC yep. was in the sports cars, yeah. too. I, yeah. Listen, I, I have no idea, but talking to, to, to John... Uh, they lived in that small town there where Holbert's dealership was, uh, and, and you know Al Holbert was an incredible race car driver, and they just came huh. along about the same time, watched, uh, listened, paid attention, uh, got a club car, and started doing some of that stuff. So him, Jeff Gordon, 
Daryl Waltrip. Oh, nice. Uh, Joe Gibbs. So it's been an interesting well, year. Chipper Jones was interesting. I, I was just watching year. them um, yeah. uh, do the edit over there on, yeah. on the Chipper Jones yeah. episodes. But some more racing personalities, yeah. it sounds like, yeah. this season. I tried, you know, I, listen, th those are the ones when I can't think of somebody else, I'm thinking, oh, that guy raced. I can call him and get him <laughs> on the show. <laughs> but but the thing is, it, it's like I try to, I'm trying to balance the, a few race guys, a few other sports guys, a few other athletes, uh, and then some music and entertainment people too. So you try to get a get across. And it's amazing how everybody's story is almost the same. Their desire to be the best, their drive to be the best, the adversity that they all, nobody gets to the top without something almost tragic uh, to happening in their life that sends them in a direction and focuses them on what their dreams are. So that, that's been pretty cool. Yeah, sometimes the most challenging yeah. parts of life were defined. Yeah. That's, uh, that's good stuff. I certainly look forward to that. And then finally, I just want to give you one final plug. <laughs> Kyle Petty Charity Ride yes. just ended uh, yeah. recently. And you raised over $1.7 Crazy. That, is that a record? Crazy. It's, it's dang close. Yeah. For, to come back from our 25th anniversary ride, which was back in 19, and to have the two COVID years in between, and then to come back with this ride, uh, and do something totally different because we left Phoenix and went Havasu and just made a big circle uh, in the Southwest. To do a different type of ride, you're always, anytime you change something, you're apprehensive. Uh, but but you, we had to shake it up a little bit and to still be able to raise those type of funds for Victory Junction. It was a great year. Uh, it, and it's funny, Morgan had worked on this thing for a year and then it laid on a shelf, but it didn't just lay there. She kept tweaking and tweaking and tweaking. <laughs> and, and finally, when it happened, it was, it was an, an amazing ride. It was really a great ride. Eric Jones came out and rode Herschel McGrill. I was going to say, uh, this is so cool. The yeah. year he gets elected, elected to NASCAR Hall of Fame, you're right there with yeah, and that, that was what was so cool, man. I, I'm like, my dad was on the ride, so we start the ride with one Hall of Famer, and we end with two. And I'm like, man, what a great ride. You know, Kenny Schrader went with us this year. Uh, and it was good to have Kenny and Ann back. So it was... Uh, it was just a fun ride this year. Oh, cool. Well, it's certainly you. good Thank to you have you much. back as well, KP. And eventful times in your life, eventful times in the NASCAR Cup Series at Gateway. Yes. A lot to talk about. Naturally, we're going to start with Ross Chastain and yeah. Denny Hamlin. But I want to go through it this way. There were three principal voices, I think, in this story. And we're just going to go through each one. Okay. And I'll start with Ross. So Ross Chastain, after his incidents with Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott, says... This terrible driving, Jamie. I just... It's one thing to do it once, but I just kept driving into guys. And at this level, I'm supposed to be better than that. And it's such a shame for Moose and Nevin Elf and Jockey and Worldwide Express. And to have all these people believing in me and Justin Marks and Pitbull to put me in this car, they deserve better. Will you go talk to them? I will, yeah. I, I owe half the field an apology. And it's words aren't going to fix it. So I'll have to pay for it on the track. And almost did today. And then I deserve everything that they do. I just. I can't believe that I continue to make the same mistakes and overdrive the corners and drive into guys. I, I like had time under caution to like get reset and we go green and I drive into somebody. It's terrible. So <laughs> your thoughts, Kyle Petty, on the contrite Ross Chastain and what's kind of surprised me about this is he said all this almost proactively. Yes. It was, see, that's, that's, and that's my theory. What, what do you make of that? Yeah, see, that, that's what I love about it because, listen, I don't believe it and I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I don't because listen I, I'm, I'm to paraphrase Justin Marks I don't see where he did anything wrong I, I, you know what I mean this car we have heard from every driver every driver you can drive it more aggressive and you have to be aggressive you have to be aggressive to make things happen let's go back Ross Chastain has been aggressive 
uh, since he picked watermelons for a living. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> he has always he has yeah. shown us he he sh- he has shown us so many times on the racetrack aggression is where he comes from. And and you know even even some of the stuff uh, you know the Denny thing. Yeah, he might have got in the corner too hard. He might have run in there and hit him. And yeah, the thing with with Chase. Man, Chase was already whining on the radio b- before they ever got into each other on that one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, and, and he stuck his nose in there, but, man, you got to make it happen. Yeah. I mean, that was on a restart, and restart. That's, that's when you, you make your make, Every games. driver will tell you, you yeah. have to make something happen. So I, I loved what Ross did because they came to him first. Now, I would have liked to have seen it <laughs> if we could run back the clock. <laughs> yeah. Now let's go to Ross last yeah. and see if it's, a, if it's the same Ross Chastain. Because what he basically did – Watching the race yesterday with Jamie Little in that interview was disarm the entire NASCAR community. Disarmed them. He he took all their weapons away. He said, "It's on me. I did it. Hey, I'm in. It's me. I'm aggressive. I did this. I kept trying to make myself. I mean, he was so so humble, and the way he he went about it, it was perfect. And I'm thinking that deserves an Academy Award. He completely owned it. Yeah, yeah, he owned it. And 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 so for me, it was. It was perfect. And listen, and that, that was wrong of me to say I don't believe it because uh, he, he probably is in some way. He, he, he probably did. But listen, dude, he's got a couple wins under his belt. He's kicking rear end. Yeah. I, sorry, man. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm just going to say sorry if I'm him. So would it have been okay, do you think, if he would have just said, look, this is what I've got to do to yeah. be good in this series? Listen, yeah. if he said, I drive my guts out, Joey Logano, I drive my guts out for my team every lap. I've got to make something happen for my team and for my organization. That's what I do. You know, and and the, I am tired. I've I've read Twitter, and I should never get on Twitter and read it. And I was listening to Sirius Radio. Well, you know, he's at that point in time in the race, he doesn't need to be driving that hard. He doesn't need to be that aggressive. That's what he gets paid for. Yeah. That's what yeah. he gets paid for, man. Yeah. You know, that, that's like saying, you know, whoo. Man, that movie was good, but that that one part, that one part in the movie, that guy just quit <laughs> acting. You know, he just <laughs> he laid down on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you get paid to give it 110 percent or 100 percent. There is no such thing as 110. 100 percent <laughs> all the time. You know what I mean? By God, that's what he does. Yeah. And, and you gotta appreciate that. And listen, Justin Marks backing him up. I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, and that's where I want to go next. The guy who does sign his paychecks is Justin Marks. Justin talked to Dustin Long of NBCSports.com after the race, and this is what Justin Marks said. Ross pretty hard on himself. I mean, how do you look at? Uh, well, I didn't hear. I didn't hear what he what he said. Obviously, I mean, I, honestly, I don't think there's a single thing Ross Chastain did wrong today. Not a single thing. This is a very very competitive sport. And like every single, you fight for every single inch. And the thing is, is that he's a newcomer in the top five. And the established top five guys don't like that there's a newcomer there. And so um, I'm super, super proud of him. He's very aggressive. That's what it, that's what that's what's required in winning races. And it's one ultimately it's going to get him to a point where he's going to be a NASCAR champion. Is is this aggression match with his talent? So um, so I'm super proud of him. And um, it's all a learning experience for him. And we'll go from here. So how would you reconcile that, Kyle? What Justin Marks said with what Ross Chastain said, or or does it matter? To your point, you know, like what if Ross Chastain would have gone last and known what Justin Marks had yeah, said before he said it? Yeah. Listen, all Justin Marks and Ross Chastain need to do is sit down at the table and Justin needs to say are you good and if Ross says well you know maybe I could have done this or maybe I then and Justin needs to say don't change don't change 
I'd rather kick you in the ass and move you forward than, than try to pull you back. It, you know what I mean? And, and or I'd rather try to pull you back than kick you in the ass. I got that wrong. But you know <laughs> what I'm saying? But because but the, the, the point is you can't teach that aggressive, that aggression. You know what I mean? I, I, listen, we've had it. You and I have had this conversation. And my man, and I love him to death. This is not a, this is not a knock, and I said it at the time. Martin Truex got out at, at Martinsville, waved to the crowd. I'm, he's not going to win the championship. Joy Logano is never going to do anything. I, I tell you what, no. That's not who Martin Truex is. Yeah. Martin Truex is not going to pay somebody back. He's not going to be that guy because that's not who he is. Okay? Ross Chastain can't be Martin Truex. It's not who he is. He's not shown that in go-karts. He's not shown that in late models. He's not shown that in Xfinity and trucks. Or He's not shown it in trucks. We know who Ross Chastain is, just like we know who Joey Logano is, yeah. and we know who Kyle Busch is, and we know who, who Kevin Harvick is. Y you can't change that. Yeah. So if I'm Justin, I'm saying, don't change, dude. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, put that, put that uniform back on, put that helmet on, and be who you are, and that's what you need to do. So to that point, it's great that Ross apologized and was contrite about it and said, hey, sorry, yeah. Chase, sorry, Denny, but really – there isn't anything he should do. He, no. he should keep racing He this should keep way. racing the way he does. Yeah, I, I think he should. And, and that, that's just, if, if he was my driver, I would say yes. You know what I mean? I mean, he is fast becoming that driver. You know, I, I, I think, you know, a lot of times you sit around, and I heard a discussion the other day about A.J. Amendinger and his record uh, on road courses in the Xfinity and some of the cup stuff. And you look at it and you say, man, I'm going to run a road course race. In a stock car, I'm going to call A.J. Allmendinger. He's my guy. Ross Chastain is becoming that guy where you, you look at it and you say, hey, I need somebody that's going to run the top five weekly, Ross Chastain. And, I mean, he's doing it when Joey Logano hadn't done it every week. Denny Hamlin, for dang sure, hadn't done it every week this year. Chase Elliott hadn't. There's a lot of people that haven't been as consistent as Ross Chastain is this year. So from, from that perspective – why do I want to change? I yeah. mean, what do I want to change yeah. what I'm doing? If he does sort of own it a little bit more from the perspective of, hey, this is the way I'm going to be. I'm going to turn heel a little bit. And yeah. maybe I'm the villain because this is the way I'm going to race, but I'm not going to, I'm going to do this unapologetically. Could he play that kind of role? Could he, I mean, I know that's almost like an Earnhardt type-esque well, sort of thing, but could he be that kind of guy? <laughs> here's, the, here's the funny part. And I, I, was, I was laughing at this. Honestly, honestly, I was laughing at it this morning. I was going to get the oil change in my car. And I was listening to the radio. I'm laughing about it. So fans are going to have a quandary. Am I going to pull against Ross? Am I going to pull against Joey? Am I going <laughs> to pull against Kyle? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got too many bad guys. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Honestly, we've got too many guys that people are booing. You, you know what I mean? I mean, when you look at it now, and nobody's really, you know, we got Chase that yeah. everybody still, still cheers for. And Dale Jr., when he comes to the racetrack, we got him. But everybody else is just middle of the road. Middle of the road. So, listen, I think, honestly, the short time that I've had to, to be around Ross and, and to talk to him in different ways, I, I think he's, he's, a, he's a lot like Joey Logano in, in, a, in, in the way that if he walks in the room and he starts talking, you instantly like him. He's got a great personality. He's engaging. He's bubbly. Um, and, and he's just a, a nice person. But when he puts that helmet on, he's a race car driver. And he comes for one reason and one reason only, to take the trophy and to take the money and to beat you. And you know what? That's what he does. That's his job. Kyle Busch, on the other hand, he could walk in the room and stand in the corner, and he's 
perfectly content with that. But that's who Kyle Busch is, yeah. and I can I can appreciate that too. Yeah. I've got I've got no problem. But it's just a different mentality. It's yeah. just you know, Joy. You know, we went through this with Joey what a couple weeks ago at Darlington. Joey felt like that's what he had to do to win a race. You know, in his mind, that's what he had to do. Now we can all stand on the outside and point fingers and say, man, you you should have passed him. You could have done this. Doesn't make any difference. He's the one in the car. He's the one in the helmet. He's the one hanging onto the steering wheel. He's the one that gets up on Monday morning and shaves and looks in the mirror and says, I'm good with that, bud. Yeah. 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 I can see that trophy under reflection behind me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and that's th- – so it's it's a uh, it's just that mentality, man. It's yeah. just um, – and, and I think in this day and time with this car, you about have to have that mentality. I, if you watch the way the guy, these guys that are winning and running up front now, that that's the way they're running. Yeah, the new car, I think – is another layer to this. Yes, it is. For sure. Especially for the established veterans, yeah. the guys like Harvick and, and yep. Hamlin, who are now trying to adapt late in their careers to this totally new ball game. Yep. And you made the, the apt comparison there um, to the, the Joey Logano, Martin Truex Jr. war that erupted a few years ago. And I, I want to tie that back to something Justin Marks was saying. Marks was talking about how that he feels like some of the pushback here to Chastain, as you said, he's yeah. he's the new guy. He's, you know, he's he's come on the scene this year, breakout year. The established top five guys don't like a newcomer. Yeah. Is, is what Mark said. Do, do you think is that part so, of this? Or? So let, let, listen, I, I always date myself when I when I do things like this. Okay, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to to two cases. If I go back to Richard Petty, Bobby and Donnie Allison, Buddy Baker. Kale Yarborough, David Pearson. Let me throw Daryl Waltrip in there. They hated Daryl. Hated Daryl. Because Daryl was the newcomer. He comes in with a new team, with that Diegard team, you know, in his second or third year, whatever. And he starts winning races and running door to door with them. And, and, and running his mouth. This yeah, is where Jaws yeah, came from. And you're yeah. not, but you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah you're, yeah. you're not supposed to do that. Okay. Fast forward to a kid named Jeff Gordon who jumps out in the middle of Earnhardt and Rusty and all those guys. No, you're not supposed to do that. Fans didn't appreciate that. Fans did not appreciate Jeff Gordon. True, the, the, the established fans didn't appreciate that. And some of the established drivers didn't appreciate that. You, you know what I mean? So I think you've, you've had the, those, these scenarios at different times. I think the car is part of that process this time. It has kind of sped that process up. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Where last year we didn't, you wouldn't have had this, process, this problem with Ross Chastain. You know what I mean? Because they don't believe he would have been up there running with these guys like this. But this car, all of a sudden, boom, he's right in the mix. Yeah. He's in the middle of them. So I think it's it's it is it's timing. And listen, we talk about this sport and it does this. It's just cyclical. You know what I mean? What happened in sixty four was gonna happen again in seventy eight and this is gonna happen again in ninety five. I mean it's just that's the way it goes, you know? And I think we're just in that phase where, yeah, the established guys and the establishment doesn't like he's got two marks against him, kind of like Daryl. New team, new driver. You know what I mean? He shouldn't be running with Gibbs. He yeah. shouldn't be running with Hendrick. He shouldn't be running with Penske. What's he doing up there? Somebody needs to knock him back to the back. You know? And he just keeps hammering and keeps going. And listen, and and his teammate Daniel Suarez has done the same stuff. He's led races and run up front. They've had some terrible luck. But the, here's two teams that are going to be a factor. You know, week in and week out. Yeah, I mean, that's why this is a wrinkle with this car, because as you say, Trackhouse has really emerged, I think you could say, probably a, a first-tier team this year. Yes. And, and that's the wrinkle that makes it yeah. different from when Logano came on the scene in you know the mid-2010s yep. and then becomes the championship 
uh, winner in 2018. And at that point, it was like Truex and other guys were kind of pushing back on Logano yeah. because they didn't like the fact that he was doing well, but they were still doing yeah. well. Now it's like, hey, this new guy, not only is he doing well, he's outrunning us. Yes. And yeah. that is yeah. like another and level. And they're the different. Together. And, and, and you got to look at Truex and you got to look at, at Kevin and you got to look at those guys. It's just a fact, and I know people hate it when I say it. And, and, and listen, if you're, if you're 40 plus, you're on the backside. Used to it was when you got to 50, you were on the backside. You know right. what I mean? But in this day and time, when you're if at 40 plus, you're, you're looking at the end, and you're looking at, at kids. You know, this is I, I hate to say it, but if you want to see how it turns out, it's kind of like um, Cars Three. Um, <laughs> you know, where 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 the next gen and the young ones end up winning, and the old group retires. Sorry, that's yeah. the way it is. So yeah. just it's animated. If you want to watch it in animation, I love it. So. Uh, kind of threw me with the the piston cup <laughs> reference there. Uh, let me gather my thoughts. Well, first, I, let's just touch on Truex really quick because you mentioned it. Yeah, he was asked, I believe, by Bob Pockris this past weekend if he's decided on next year because yeah. he's he's in a contract year, and yeah. it sounds like, you know, as he told Bob, he's really wrestling with this. Yeah, and you mentioned forty plus. I mean, Truex just crossed that threshold and is now in his forties. And it sounds like he's really, really conflicted about yeah. whether he wants to keep racing. What do you think? I mean, do you have any insight so, or, or yeah, thoughts on that? No, no, I, I, no insight. Process. No insight. But I, I say this, and, and I, I've, I've said this to you, and I've said this a million times. I hate when drivers retire, okay, or are forced to retire. I, I hate it because Truex, that's all he ever wanted to be. He didn't want to be a clam fisherman. You know what I mean? He, he, wa he wanted to be a race car driver. Right. Now we have a 40-plus-year-old boy because that dream of driving a race car is still that little boy's dream. childhood dream yeah, yeah that's your child and you get to do it for 40 years think about it you get to do it until you're in your 40 early 40s mid 40s and you get to that point where you say i'm just gonna have to put that dream in a box you know i don't get to do that anymore you know and you're very blessed because you got to race for that long but at the same time that's a part of who martin truex is that that is a part of just like his DNA is to be a nice guy. That's, that's about driving a race car. So, but I will say this also, that once you start thinking, you better start getting. It's almost too it, late it's, at it's, that point. Yeah, it's yeah. time to get out. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it crosses your mind, it's time because you just got beat. You, you just got beat because you're out there riding around and you're getting passed by Ross Chastain and you're thinking, I don't have to put up with this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can yeah. get out. I don't have to. I've got and my championship. That's right. And yeah. when that starts clicking in your head, no matter no matter what you do. You know, I, I said it when I quit. And and it's been it's it's always you've seen it. Guys retire and then come back for two more races or come back and do don't come back, dude. Don't don't come back. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Because you've already made up your mind. Yeah. And and, and you've already you've already stepped the game. This is not driving a cup car. It's not a part-time job. It's a full-time job. And that means 365, 24-7 to be focused and dedicated. When something else enters that, I, I think it's yeah. time. There's That's no just, just my opinion. You can't just reboot no. the competitive no. spirit and juices no. and say, oh, I'm I all in again. I don't believe you can. Yeah. All right, so I said we'd go to three voices here from the Chastain Hamlin. So we've heard from Ross Chastain. We've heard from Justin Marks. Denny Hamlin is still on our list. Yep. So Denny was pretty clear that Ross had it coming and that this is not over. Here is what Denny said. We had a miserable day. We, we went from running up front to limping around a car eight laps down or where we were all day. So, you know, you're just, you're going to have to, you're just going to have to weigh the odds of when's the right time to make sure that they get the message. What you gave the him a warning. Elliot gave him a warning. What more do you need to do? 
uh, you got to do more. You have to do more than that. Uh, there are no warnings. I mean, you just can't, you know, you just, when you make decisions and, you know, obviously he wasn't shy after, um, you know, our, our contact. I mean, it, it, it seems like there's there's no sense of uh, conscience there that says that maybe I'm, I'm going a bit aggressive. Uh, but, you know, that's his decision to make. He can make any decision that uh, he wants to, honestly. It's, uh, he, he's his own guy, and he's been very successful uh, doing what he's doing. But ultimately, um, yeah, sport is self-policing. When, when, uh, when, when you least suspect it, what it means the most is when you uh, when it comes back around. It's just, you gotta just, you gotta just fence these guys hard. Just kinda get their attention. Uh, but it's gonna, it's gonna have to be meaningful. It's gonna be a meaningful day. So that made a little bit of controversy headlines, Kyle, whatever you want to say. That, yeah. I mean, Denny's vowing retribution yeah. in kind of a very forceful, impactful way. Do you, do you think that's fair? Um, well, you know, I think Denny needs to go back and look at the tape of Martinsville when he ran all over Chase Elliott getting into turn three. Do you know what I mean? Be- because basically what he's talking about is what he did to Chase. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, it's tough to it's tough to weigh that, and all drivers do that. Yeah, we know that. All drivers. Am I the guy that hit the other guy, or am I the guy that got hit? And the, and 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 you say your stuff. But the the thing is, listen, we have it. We have it all the time. Everybody gets out and runs their mouth. Everybody gets out and runs their mouth. You have junk talk in the, in the NBA. You have. I mean, you know, we have, we have trash talk everywhere. The difference is, is that somebody could get hurt here. And if you if Denny says this and then Fitz is Ross and Ross is hurt, I don't know. I mean that that's a bad thing, man. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Because yeah. here it is. So you can't and, and that's where you step over the line in a comment. You might can think that. And there's plenty of people that think stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't believe you can say that. And I, maybe maybe who knows? Maybe learn that sensitivity training. I don't know. <laughs> um <laughs> But I think you gotta. I think you gotta think about it. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. But but what Denny did yesterday, okay? And and I'm listen. I'm not. I, I don't care. I understand his frustration, okay? But that was Saturday night street stock racing at your local short track. Right. Running right. him down the front stretch, weaving and all this stuff, running him up next to the wall, doing all that stuff. That's not befitting of a driver the caliber of what Denny Hamlin is. This is Bowman Gray Madhouse. Yeah, that's that's style exactly stuff. Right. Yeah. And and you know, and then then Denny was just having a bad day because he backed it up with Stenthouse. Whenever Stenthouse spun his driver, then he's then he takes a swipe at Stenthouse. Listen, are we gonna give Joe Gibbs and Penske a car to go out there and, and take a swipe at somebody every time? That's yeah. you drive for me, dude. Yeah. That's a Gibbs issue. Gibbs yep. should be, you know, yeah. saying don't yeah. you drive for me. So I don't. My I, car. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I I hear what Denny's saying, but from my perspective, from and I say this as an ex-driver, from an ex-driver's perspective, and I have driven cars and wrecked people and been wrecked and been in those situations, is you you say things that you wish you could take back, and he probably would take back the fencing part. 
You know what I mean? I, 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 I would, because yeah. Denny's better than that. I think so. he is more <laughs> sensitivity training aside. Yeah. I think he is more conscious of these things as yeah. a team owner now right. as well. Uh, I think he understands words have consequences. But you just raised the issue, Kyle. Uh, we're in year 13 of the boys have at it era, yeah. which I know you had reservations Shh. about when this started in 2010. Does NASCAR need to step in at some point on self-policing here? <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> listen. You know what? That... I, I, when they played, uh, when I saw that or heard the radio bit where, okay, tell Denny that's about enough of it. What, who is that talking? Is that yeah. my grandmother? Yeah. Is that my grandmother? Denny just laughed yeah. and said, ha, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, right. That's exactly <laughs> right. Wait, is that my grandmother talking to me? I don't know who that is <laughs> talking to you. But that doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. What, what, what does that mean? I mean, when you see, when you see what, what was going on on the racetrack and you're in a new market at a new place putting on – what you hope is the best of the best and to showcase what your sport is and that's going on, yeah, you sh they should have been all on top of that. NASCAR should have. And, and it should have been more doing it down the front stretch. Okay, I got you. But don't take it for a whole lap. I mean, they dropped back. I don't know what their speeds were. I'd like to go back and look because they went from being the last two cars to almost two-thirds of a lap yeah. behind. It was like pace car speeds yeah. or less. It, it, was, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it, it was crazy. You know what I mean? And, and listen, they, everybody's gotten lost in the, well, they were in the accidents and they had to get minimum speed. I don't give a rat's rear end about minimum speed. This has got nothing to do with minimum speed. Right. These are two guys running at each other with 30, what do these things weigh now? 3,600 pounds. 3,600 pounds yeah. stock cars. You know what I mean? Yeah. These are two guys running at each other. Yeah. So basically – you're, we, we could just go out here to Interstate 77 and watch some road rage because that's what we were watching. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just not, that's not good for the, that's not good for the, that's not a good optics for the sport. So maybe NASCAR needs to say, look, we know we implemented this frontier justice style, yeah. you know, process of retribution where you, you we're not going to get involved, but there has to be a limit to how much you're allowed to yeah. police it. Yeah. They, listen, they still have to step in. And, yeah. and, and I know we go back to this as a watershed moment. They did not step in if we go back to Joey and Matt Kenseth yeah. and we saw yeah. what happened. Since that time, they have been really good of at least corralling the two people and putting them together in a truck. Between races. Between races, yeah. 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 And yeah. and they need to be doing it here. Now, yeah. are they? I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's above my pay grade. You know what I mean? But before they go on the racetrack at Sonoma or whatever the wherever we go from here on, or a racetrack where they think there is retribution, then – you know, I think you got to – I think the sanctioning body, that's part of being a sanctioning body, is to get these people together because they've done it in the past and it's worked and they need to do it again. So forgive me for taking 30 minutes to get to the fantastic finish that we had. But yeah. But let's, let's talk about the fantastic finish between Joey Logano yes. and Kyle Busch. You referenced it already, Kyle, that – much different from what we saw at Darlington earlier yep. this year where Joey felt that William Byron had unfairly passed him and he just knocked Byron aside at Darlington to get that win. In this case, we saw, I thought, some really impressive back and forth slide jobs, crossovers, and Joey Logano emerges as the winner. And I had forgotten, like I had to Google to remember the Logano-Kyle Busch history here. Yep. Like that, you know, Vegas 2017 was where Kyle Busch took a swing at Joey. Yeah. And five years later, 
it's cool that they seem to have reached this point of like having this newfound respect for each other. And Logano said after the race that, you know, Kyle and I have raced each other for a long time now. And yeah, I even think back to when we raced Xfinity cars and, you know, before I moved up to cup, right, we were racing each other for wins a lot early in my career. And, um, you know, and to still do that today, it's pretty cool, right? Kyle's one of the best in the sport. And, um, you know, I knew it was going to be a, uh, a select fest right there to the end and to be able to uh, have Blaney behind me he gave me the push um, that was what I needed um, you know to be able to have position down in the one uh, he knew the slide job was coming <laughs> he knows me uh, pretty well and, and he crossed me back and then I kind of figured it was coming back at me after if I'm willing to do it he's going to be willing to do it and so uh, I just kind of saw it coming and crossed him back uh, and was able to clear my you know two three car lengths off of four to take the white flag and that was, uh, you know, kind of the deciding factor. Um, you know, if we came off that corner side by side still, I, I don't know what the finish would have looked like. <laughs> but once I was able to clear them two, three car lengths, I felt like, okay, just normal lap here. I'll be all right. When I think of the history here, I'm a little bit surprised that we're here based on, yeah. I mean, I guess Kyle Busch has a history with everybody. I guess Joey Logano yeah. kind of does too. But they clearly have reached some common ground here where they can race like this for the win on the final lap and not have it go awry the way it does with other guys. Yeah, but I, you know, I think they both, it's a funny thing. And, and I, I read some of Joey's, Joey's stuff that, that Dustin sent out yeah. about you have a book on that guy. Right, right. You know how he yep. races. You know, yep. And we talk about that a lot, having a book, understanding how someone races, understanding what, what, what to expect when you look in the mirror and you see that car. And I, I think it's fascinating that Joey acknowledges that their book goes way back way back it's not just a cup book yeah it's a it's a truck it's an xfinity it's a it, it goes way back but i think what what you get is the same thing that that we've seen and 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 I, I will put it this way to you the same way we've seen in prior decades of what a real rivalry is is they might not like each other but they respect each other and i think we saw that on the racetrack yesterday with those two guys they respected each other. They gave each other space. I mean, Kyle, Kyle didn't have to to race that way. Joey didn't have to race that way. We know they they're both willing to lean. They're both willing to push the limits, but they gave each other room. I mean, they actually gave each other room to to get sideways and catch it and come back. And I slipped, you catch up, you slip, I catch up. One of those things. And that was if we go back, that's that's more reminiscent of me for me. Uh, uh, of some of Earnhardt and Rusty, Earnhardt and Daryl, Richard Petty, David Pearson, Kel Yarbrough, you know, whoever you want to of, of some of our greatest drivers in the history of the sport, racing and racing. Yeah. Racing. Yeah. And rubbing ain't racing, it's racing. <laughs> okay? You know what I mean? No matter what you say. So I, I think for me that was, it was a classic finish uh, on a racetrack that, that people really had looked at and talked about and said, what kind of race are we going to have here? What, can we pass with these cars? And I think in those last two or three laps, a lot of questions were answered about the car, but how people would race. And you know what? I got to give credit to the 12 of Blaney and the 45 of Kurt Busch. There were opportunities they might could have stuck it up in there, and it might have changed, changed the game a little bit, but they were on edge too, and they slipped just enough that it separated and let those two. But in those first couple of laps, I mean, they they could have been a factor also. But it was it was, it was a good 
good finish. Yeah. It's a classic NASCAR finish. Very classic. And it was a nice way to put a period on a day. With, again, like as you said, had some optics that weren't quite as good for NASCAR to have two champions show, hey, this is the way you yeah. race it out at the end of a race. And also interesting, Kyle, that the top two finishers at Gateway have a lot of history in inaugural races. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Busch won the inaugural at Kentucky 2011. Joey Logano won the first Bristol Dirt Race. He won at the Coliseum at the Clash earlier this year, and now he wins Gateway. And Logano was asked about it. He said, uh, Bob Parker's Fox Sports, you won Bristol Dirt. You won the Coliseum. <laughs> you win here. What is it with you and first-time cup races at tracks? Beats me. I, I, I don't know. Um, like I said earlier, I think it's just kind of being able to adapt quickly as a race team. I don't, I don't think it's just me. Um you know, I think all of us as a, as a race team, we, we were able to, you know, call the right strategies, you know, adapt to restarts quickly, understand what lanes are, are going to move, um, you know, where the track's going, how to adjust on the car. All those things are, are new, um, you know, and, and, and I don't know, I enjoyed the challenge. It's, it's fun. Um, but honestly, this weekend we were just fast I and mean, we unloaded fast. Like, like I said, for not having much data, we unloaded quick and just car went fast this week. So any thoughts on that? Any reason yeah. why you think Joey's so good and Kyle too, but Joey especially has been so good at racetracks that are new? They're exceptional drivers. They're, they're just exce- That's it. They're, they're exceptional drivers. Um, listen, I, I think if you, Joey Logano just turned, how old is Kyle? 30, 37. 37. Yeah. I think if you look, if you take Joey's 30, 31, if you take Kyle Busch up to 31 and lay his record, cup record, and, Kyle, and Joey Logano's and Kyle Busch is the same, they're going to be pretty close. They're going to be pretty close in wins. They're going to be pretty close in top fives. They're going to be pretty close in top tens. Now, Joey's not off running trucks and Xfinity races 10 million times, but just take those cup races. I, I, I think the thing is those two guys thrive on just throw me in the parking lot and let's run a race, <laughs> and I'll beat you. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they do. I yeah. mean, it's, they take pride in that. Yeah. You know, Ka- Kyle Busch won the – and I'll throw – I said it before, Kyle Busch – won the first race in the car tomorrow. That's you know? right. That's and, right. And, and the COT when, when we had it at Bristol. Even though, got, hey, this car sucks. sucks. I'm, sucks, I'm happy man, to win but, this race. But I'm happy to win this race. <laughs> so you throw something new at those guys. You, yeah. you change, make a rule change. You do something. Those guys just, they seem to, to find that place. Yeah, you know what I mean? I think it's, it's not only their teams because you have to look at, at, at the teams they're with. But I think they just dig a little deeper. And, and you know, and we've seen it with both of those guys, both of those guys. If you take their wins, I'm sure you can look at Joey's and take eight or ten wins and look at Kyle's and take, since he's, uh, you know, got 50 or 60 now, then you can probably take 10 or 15 of his wins. And there were races that they won in the last eight or ten laps, but they didn't have the best car. They just willed that car. They willed it to win. They put it on their shoulders. They drove that thing. They dragged it. They threw it across the finish line, and they were the winners. And you look at other drivers, there's a zero in that column. They won because they had the best car. They won because they had the best day. These guys win races and have top fives and top tens where they don't have the best day. They make that happen. And there's only a few guys out there that do it, but those two guys can do it. It was special to watch for 57,000 or so people at Gateway. Sellout crowd. Kyle, uh, second time this year, NASCAR enters a new market. I mentioned Clash at the Coliseum. That was a huge success. Huge. Preseason race in Los Angeles. Now they go to St. Louis, which isn't really a – new market yep. but it's new for the cup series <laughs> and it's amazing like the energy you can generate by just taking nascar to some place that hasn't had the premier circuit yeah and and you know and listen they did by all indications and by everything that i saw everything that i've read everything that i've heard from people that were there it was 
phenomenal. Okay? It was absolutely phenomenal. But if everybody got married after their first date, there'd be a lot of divorces. <laughs> okay? You know? So let, let's be honest. Let, let's, let, I, I don't want to throw cold water on it. No. But Indy was spectacular when we went there in 94 also. It, you know what I mean? And there were about five times as many people. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> then, it was yeah. spectacular. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. you thought, oh, my gosh, we're going to come back here yeah. forever. Now we're running a road course up yeah. there. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? With a crowd I that's smaller than when they had a gateway. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's where it's come to. Yeah. yeah you know, so we can't – I, 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 I want to give them props, and, and I do. And I give NASCAR props for trying new markets and going places. But the telltale sign will be come back in five years, come back in ten years. Let, let's, see what, let's see what that looks like um, and, and, and where it's at. Does the, when the newness wears off um, and the luster wears off, are we – is it still, are we still there making something happen? That, that's the thing. And listen, I used to work with a guy, TV, and he would say, don't use the word great because everything can't be great. Okay. Well, that was one race. Don't use the word epic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not. It's just a race, man. It is just a race. And it was a good race. And it was a solid race. And there were some huge pluses that went on on the racetrack to finish. Uh, was a great finish and a classic finish for NASCAR, but there's words that are being thrown around that, whew, man, I'd, I'd throw them around for maybe Elvis or Cher <laughs> or somebody like that. But <laughs> you know, what I mean? you know what I'm saying. I yeah. mean, I mean, just yeah. uh, let's temp, let's yeah. tap it down a little bit and just say, okay, let's let's go back. I'll, yeah. I'll be back in eight or ten years and we'll see where we're at. Joey Logano won at Gateway. The superlatives can end there. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of, you know, this is year two for Nashville. And of course, that's yeah. when NASCAR and NBC kicked off its season last year. Yes. So looking ahead now to wrap this up, Sonoma next week, then an off week, and then NASCAR and NBC picks yeah. up the schedule in Nashville. Uh, what we got here? 11 races left in the regular season, 11 winners so far. Just your thoughts on, on where we're headed here with this next gen. and I have no idea. Which has been great, I think, to some degree. Yes, maybe. it has. And I will use the word great. What's been great about the, this car is it has changed the sport. Yeah, and it has it changed. Truly has. It has changed the product on what we see on the racetrack, and so many changes that were made from bodies and vents and you know all the things that went on aero-wise and engine-wise over the last seven or eight years didn't really change the product. It didn't. It, it, it right. changed it for one race, but it didn't. This has changed the product on what I, as a race fan, see on visually what I see on the racetrack. Uh, especially on a mile track, a mile and a half track, uh, road courses, some of those places, it's, it's, it's a lot different. So, you know, I, I was looking at the playoffs where everybody's at. Kevin Harvick's below the cut line. Like you say, you're 10, 11 races from, from the playoffs, and he's below the cut line. When's the last time that happened? Yeah. You know I mean? Has, and, and, you know, the question, and I, and I hate to, to put it this way, but just to be blunt, is where's Truex been all year? I know. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, there are guys that we keep waiting to show up, waiting to show up. At the same time all that's happened, we see Ross Chastain, Eric Jones, solid seventh-place finish in, in Petty GMS Racing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we see guys like that. We see uh, Ricky Stenthouse and, and yeah. you know, and, and JTG Jardy. Tyler Dar Reddick Dar and Daniel Reddick, Suarez, and Daniel like Suarez. On, the, on the verge of a win. Yeah. There's just there's – yeah. so when you say – when we sit here and you say – What's happening and what the next 11 races hold, God only knows. You know what I mean? I, I, don't, I think this is one of those years or one of those times in a sport, and especially in this sport, where so many things are converging at the same time. 
it seems to be a changing of the guard. It's a changing of the car. Yeah. It's a changing of the tracks we go to. Yeah. It's a changing of the fan base, you know, and, and the markets that we go to. There's so many things converging uh, at the same time that, man, you can't read the tea leaves. You, you know what I mean? Because you just, it, it's just tough right now. So, uh, listen, I hope it continues. I, I hope, I 11 races, 11 faces, whatever, you know, or 11 <laughs> different winners and all this stuff. You get into all that all these catchy little logos and, uh, and all this stuff. I, I don't care if, the, if somebody goes out and wins the next 10 races, if it's one driver. That, that's okay with me, as long as what we see on the racetrack continues to be what we're seeing right now, where guys can run side by side, they dice, they, they get this car is a tough car. We've seen that it'll take a lick in the wall uh, and, and keep, keep on ticking. I mean, there's a lot of good, good things that are happening. So by the time we get to Nashville and we take this thing over, you know, I, I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be exciting. You know, and, and, and I think, you know, with Junior and with Latart and Burton and, and Rick and those guys in the booth, with our group, I just think there's a lot of excitement that's been building as we've watched the first first 15 or 16 and a lot of pent-up energy. So I, I know Dale Jarrett and myself and a bunch of us were ready to go, and I know you are too, but it is just I'm excited uh, to get our side started. There's a lot happening. And, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting to Nashville and working with you and yep. with everybody else. And I look forward to having you here today. Thanks yeah. again for joining us, Kyle, as always. Thank You've you. got a lot going on with your life as well. So, yeah, thank uh, you, man. Dinner Drive next week. Yeah. Kyle Petty. Tune in. We, again, appreciate Kyle Petty for joining us. And I was remiss in omitting the fact that you can watch Dinner Drive with Kyle Petty on Peacock. It's also on the Circle Network. But all of the first season of Dinner Drive with Kyle Petty is streaming on Peacock as well. And that's also where you will find season two, which, as KP said, begins next week. So if you have enjoyed Coffee with Kyle, that's the wonderful motorsports on NBC YouTube series of conversational interviews that Kyle Petty does with racing personalities, I think you also will like Dinner Drive with Kyle Petty. KP has a way of getting people to open up to him. So our thanks again to Kyle for joining us on the NASCAR and NBC podcast. Thanks as well to NASCAR and NBC producers Emily Conboy and Aaron Feldstein for lining up KP as our guest. A reminder that we also taped this podcast on camera ahead of NASCAR America Motormouths in our NBC Sports Charlotte studio. Motormouths airs Mondays and Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern on Peacock. And all the Motormouths episodes and clips are on the Motorsports on NBC YouTube channel. You also can find lots more great content and highlights there daily, as well as the on-camera version of this podcast. So make sure you visit and subscribe to the Motorsports on NBC YouTube channel. If you have any NASCAR on NBC podcast feedback, you can send to me on Twitter, at Nate Ryan is my handle. Thanks again for listening to the NASCAR on NBC podcast. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. 
Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.